0: Yo, 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 Jazz, we ready to go? Let's get it. I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Life, life of list. Let's go. Don't let this moment pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down, live you a life of list. Don't let this moment pass you. Grab you a pen in the pad. Life is moving too fast. Slow down, live you a life of bliss. Yo, 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 Derek Sire here with another episode of a life of list. If you don't have the book, you can go to lifeoflist.com and you can get it there, or you can go to Amazon and purchase it. But I want you to have the book, not just because it's, you know, money or I'm trying to get rich or something. Trust me, I'm not getting rich off these books. In fact, I've said this before, a lot of the money that I get from my, my books goes back into my mentoring project. The mentoring project that I have, I'm able to uh, take kids out to eat, take them on trips. We've been able to furnish homes, provide cars, coach tours, pay for applications. We do a lot of cool stuff. So more than that, that stuff's going to happen, even if I have to come out of pocket. More than that, though, I want you to become a part of the My Life of List community, where you share your list, I share my list. We learn how to do life together better by sharing lists. I can't go another moment without talking about possibilities hosting this thing paradigm shift powering it and then I know I've been shouting out jazz but we got my guy Santiago here today man so I just want to show him some love he's been stepping in nobody can ever replace jazz but he's been doing a great job so shout out to my guy thanks man for filling in on the ones and twos today's episode number 17 is called hug more often now you know I can't go into the story without first going back so let me set it up really really nicely There's a Martin Luther King Day Parade here in Oklahoma City. I'm sure there's a Martin Luther King Day Parade in almost every city across the country. Uh, You know, we celebrate the good work that was done, uh, the advancement in human rights and civil rights and uh, people groups that were disenfranchised and underrepresented and underserved, coming to the forefront, shining light, all those good things, right? But outside of that, I just love a good parade. I love seeing the floats. I love the band, the music, uh, the tailgates, the cookouts. uh, And and I absolutely love it. I love it so much that it makes me want to hug people. Now, if you don't know Derek Sire, I'm a hugger. I'm an absolute, 100% certified, genuine, by birth hugger. I was born this way. I can't help it. When I see people, my arms just gravitate. In fact, Before we started recording today, uh, the executive director of Possibilities came in. I said, hey, Byron, are you giving out hugs today? He was like, yes, I am. And I gave him a big old hug. This is kind of who I am. Well, at this particular parade, I'm walking around and I'm like, I'm going to give out a hundred hugs today. A hundred hugs. Now, needless to say, I failed. I only got 78 hugs. I didn't get the 100 hugs, but I got 78, and so I was grateful. A little side note, I came back a few years later, and I did the Martin Luther King Day parade hug-a-thon again, and I got over 500 that time. So I made up for it. I made up for it. But as I'm going out, I'm giving these kids and the parents, and I'm giving all these people hugs. I'm on a float uh, and, and with, uh, Camp Shiloh, shout out to Stephen Moore and the Cal, uh, Camp Shiloh family, but I'm with them and my kids are there and, we, and I'm running out from the float and I'm walking beside the float and I'm giving all these hugs. And I noticed that there are three kinds of people. Stay with me, I'm going somewhere. There are three kinds of people. There are people who love hugs. There are people, number two, who hate hugs. And there are people, number three, that are kind of indifferent Right, like if you want to shake hands, they probably prefer, but they'll hug you if you initiate it. But it's going to be an awkward hug. It's going to be one of those stiff hugs. It's going to be a short hug. And so you got the people who love hugs, the people who hate hugs, and the people who are indifferent. And not to neglect the people who love them or the people who hate them, but I want to settle on the people that are indifferent. Why is this important? This is what I found in life: when I go up to hug people, there are people. I, now, I ask now these days more than not because I don't, I don't want to offend people and I don't want to be in space and I don't want to be accused of being insensitive or unaware. And so normally I'll ask. So I'm like, hey, I'm a hugger. Are you a hugger? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, okay. And then some of them be like, oh, I will because, you know, you're a hugger, but I'm not normally. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't, don't sacrifice your comfort. You know, for, for me, I can shake hands. But what I've noticed, this is what I know. This is where I hang my hat today. This is where I want to hang my hat is who sacrifices whose comfort and preference for the sake of connection? (laughs) This is so good. This is so good today. I love this, not because I'm a hugger, but because this is real life. Who sacrifices whose comfort for the sake of connection? Now, ideally, there would be something in the middle of a handshake and a hug. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is. But I, you know, when I hug guys, there's like the bro hug, right? It's like the I'm gonna grip you up, shake hands, but the hand connection is going to be in between me and you So our chests don't necessarily touch and then you get the other hand around the back and then you get the bro hug rock to keep it manly. You know, like if there's something that was in between, like maybe a shoulder bump or I don't know what's in between. But the question is. Who sacrifices whose comfort for the sake of connection? This is at Jobs It's in your neighborhood, right? I, I have a neighbor that refuses to pull their trash can in on Thursday. Now, ideally, everybody. After the trash man comes, everybody pulls in their trash can on Thursday. But is it okay if my neighbor pulls it in on Friday? I think it's okay. The neighborhood isn't going to implode. The world isn't going to be destroyed, right? They can pull it in on Friday. But do I know my neighbor's story? Maybe my neighbor works overnight, and maybe my neighbor isn't home on Thursdays after the trash runs. Maybe my neighbor doesn't get home until Friday morning, and then my neighbor doesn't want to go out in the dark and pull the trash can up. Maybe my neighbor... Which is, this is a true story. After I went and talked to my neighbor, because I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Hey, you know what? I'm going to actually pull in your trash can for you on Thursday. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. I'll get it when I come home on Friday. Ended up working overnight. I asked my neighbor, why didn't they pull in their their trash can on on Friday morning, early Friday morning? And he said, oh, because it's loud. And I didn't want to disturb my neighbors. This whole time, I've been calling my neighbor a jerk. Oh, he's just lazy. But he said, the trash cans are loud, and I don't want to pull it across the concrete and wake my neighbors up early in the morning. I've been calling my neighbor a jerk. I, You know how I many people I've said are, are insensitive and they don't like touch because they didn't want to hug? This is my early on years. If you knew the impact of a hug, then you would just hug. But people got issues around hugs, and people don't want to be touching on folks that they don't know. And if I don't know, especially after COVID, right, people just, how come people can't have a preference? I don't know but at the end of the day, we still connect. We still shake hands. We still fist bump. We still do the thing. We still connect. My question is, what happens when one person does not sacrifice or when po- both people don't sacrifice so that connection can happen? We're sitting in our schools. There's only one way to teach our students. And there are so many people that are saying, if you don't do it that way, it's wrong. And so now, one side is feeling like the connection between student and education is absolutely happening the way it happens, and the other person feels like it's not happening. No compromise, no fist bump, no handshake. There's no connection at all. There, we can go to uh, the way that we spend money, right? In 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 our in our country, right? There's there's one side, or maybe there's more than one side. Maybe maybe there's a few sides, but. People have in mind how it should happen and what happens when we don't sacrifice what we really, really want so that connection can take place. Then it's either one side gets what they want and and, and nobody gets anything at all on the other side. So my question is, everybody doesn't have to be handshakers and everybody doesn't have to be huggers, but connection must take place in humanity. Connection must take place place. How do we get the huggers in the room and how do we get the, the, the handshakers in the room and how do we connect them to where both feel fulfilled and satisfied and satiated in their connection? For me, it's not hug or bust. For others, I'm sure it's not handshake or bust. But for the handshakers, they're like, but I'm not hugging. And then the huggers, they're like, but I'm not shaking hands because I'm a hugger. There's this video that I watched and it was, um, it was a, a doggy daycare, spa, veterinarian clinic type of situation. And it was this guy with a water hose, and he's spraying the water. And there's this pool, mini pool, and all these dogs over here, and they're getting wet. And then he turns the camera around, and he was like, and these are the dogs who don't want water. <laughs> and they were all kind of huddled in the corner, and I've heard people talk about, um, you know, introvert, extrovert, uh, Republicans when they're in power, Democrats when they're not, you know, whatever the case is, but the truth of the matter, in that video, one group was getting all the attention, and the others were not, so if I'm a hugger, And I'm only a hugger, and I'm only going to connect with you when I hug. That means I miss out on the valuable connections of all the other people who are not huggers. And they have something to give to my life. I have something to give to them. It may not come through shaking hands or hugs, but we got to find a way to connect. We got to find a way to connect. When I was walking down the streets in the parade, for the people who did not want to, to shake hands or hug, I threw them Candy. Not only did I throw them candy, but I waved at them. There are some that I made eye contact with. There are some people that I not. There's some people that I gave the what's up to. There are some, some people that I came out, touched elbows, feet. I came over, spoke to them. There's so many ways to connect. But somehow, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our communities, we've decided that if you don't connect this way, then connection cannot take place. And that is not how humanity, society, will advance and grow better together. So, did I give out 100 hugs during this parade? No, I gave out 78. But I gave out so many more head nods and what's ups and waves and candy and fist bumps and hinge. Oh, I gave out so many more. And to me, finding a way to connect outside of my personal preference is a win. So, for you all, how will you connect outside of your personal preference? How will you connect with people, if you're a hugger, who aren't huggers? It's easy to connect with people that are huggers. Keep in mind, I know where the people who who love hugs is the people that that, that don't love hugs, the people in the middle, right? There's three different categories that I said when I identified huggers that day. But for me, I wanted to find a way to connect everyone. How do I connect with everyone? It's the same for you. You're going to come across people, and they are not going to connect the way that you want to connect But instead of saying, either you connect with me this way or you don't at all, I want to encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone, your preference zone, just one step. Just uh, just peek outside of your bubble and see and explore and discover if there are other ways to connect with people outside of the way that you primarily and, and preferentially connect. And I bet you, you will find so many other ways to build bridges with people. Remember, it's not your way or the highway. It's your way or so many other ways. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something snazzy. Sideway. It's not your way, but it's the expressway. It's not the highway. It's the expressway. I couldn't find out one. But I'm saying there's so many different ways to connect. So for you, that's your job. I want you to figure out a way. The, the title of this is hug more often. But I want you to find a way to scratch out hug and connect more often. Can you commit to doing it? I hope so. There's so many people out there that you're missing out on if you don't. Thanks again for listening to another episode of My Life of List, hosted by yours truly, Derek Sire, powered by Paradigm Shift, recorded in the Possibility Studios. Signing off until next time. Don't let that small moment's pass you. Grab you a pen and a pad. Life is moving too fast. Throw down, live you a life of list.